Hi, this is Colin from Worse in the Industry. We have a lot of laughs on our show, and we get in some pretty heated topics, so it's important to remember that the views expressed by the hosts of Worse in the Industry are our own, and in no way are representations of the views held by the Planet Ant Podcast Network or Planet Ant as an organization, even when we're right. Yell at us, not them. Thanks, and enjoy the show. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Can I talk my shit now? I was playing two-hand touch, fuck it up, it's a hit now. When I hit the road, do a show, hit a lick, then I skip town. Run up in the spot, no dance, and I make them all get down. Boy, you better sit down. Yeah. Ain't nothing fancy, I'm still broke. Cross town like Yancey, I will throw. They say I'm in a spot they would kill for. I could put them in the wheel and they still won't. Get a deal with coke if I wasn't rapping about the past back, dealing dope. Got hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name's Jay. My name's Jay. Tommy Elvietti. Tommy Elvietti. My name's Jay. Tommy Elvietti. And what, is, what exactly is it you want to do here in the uh, waste management what's business? What's Tommy Elvietti? Uh, I think you should uh, mind your own fucking business. How Tony, about that? Tony, these sons. There's some fucking Polish guy saying that he's got some better fucking electricity. I'm gonna fucking bo- can I whack him, Tony. Can I- no, no. Wait, what kind no, of Polish Tommy. is he? No, Tommy. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of Polak is he? I don't know. He said he was some sort of Sherbert guy. No, he's Serbian. <laughs> he's Serbian, you fucking mafungo. You fucking jamuk. I swear to God. But then it's that scene with the fucking Russian operator that they're going up against later in the series. The Chechen. Yep. He's like, he killed 15 Czechoslovakians. Guy's an interior decorator. I love that shit. It's a great fucking scene. Guy's an interior decorator. I love Polly. Guy's an interior decorator. His house looked like shit. (laughs) His house looked like (laughs) shit. Yeah, I love that. This house looks like shit. Oh man, dude! Uh, the Sopranos. I love the I love, Sopranos. I love the gallows humor of of dog-brained Italians executing men for fun and profit. For, for fun and profit, but mostly the former. Mostly, so they don't have to fucking work a real job, and they can drink in a strip club eight hours a day, most days out of the week. With and their then track suits. And then once every like two weeks or so, they gotta beat a guy up or kill a guy. I mean, like, all right. To be fair, that's a pretty good like effort to money ratio. Dude, do you do you know how much? Do you know how much of being in the mob was just eating sandwiches and drinking coffee? Yeah, that sounds great. Sounds like that's a like sounds like day. we were made to be in the mob. Yes, we one million percent were. That's why I'm so mad at these fucking wops that they got it so fucking made. The Polacks never figured it out. We just all became policemen. <laughs> it's like they, you it's don't get you. to. You gotta work, you fucking idiot. That's the you one criminal. Take... They joined the one criminal organization that you actually have to work to be in. That's yeah, so the one, the one criminal organization that you actually have to like fill out paperwork and yeah, Excel spreadsheets. Well, you want to know what? Happened. I know exactly what happened. Is the Polish had to take the one brain cell that they collectively share, hey. and then the Irish had to take the one brain cell that they collectively share, and then they rubbed them together hard enough to get a spark, 
and, and they that made that me created modern policing. I think they, I think that's me. I think that's less about a uh, uh, I think that's less about the origin of modern policing and more about the natural bottleneck uh, that policing uh, has created and how it selects for its workforce. That it's just it's just fucking <laughs> stone faced stone faced fucking uh, ruddy cheeked Polacks that go home to beat their wives in silence because they were raised Lutheran and it's all they've ever known. Uh, and fucking just drunk Irishmen who can't can't keep themselves out of the fucking bottle uh, with, you know, two hands. Like, just constantly slipping back in. Oh, man. Like, right, pulling so... themselves over for drunk driving, you know? Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, drunk Patty Bat just staring in the mirror. Yeah, fucking Patty Bastard. I'm gonna have to take you downtown. <laughs> just handcuffing himself to the steering off. wheel. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, he, ah. he tries to kill himself and cover, try to cover it up so that he doesn't have to do any paperwork or put him in the drunk tank. Oh man! Oh, but so it's like. Oh, I can't do it if it's also me that I'm doing it to. I feared for me life. I feared for me life, and so I put a, I put a round right through me calf, and then I passed out. And but, when I woke but, up, somebody had shit all over the inside of me pants. It's now, boys. I know I'm in the drunk tank, but boy, does this fucking hurt. So, Sergeant Kowalski, could you wipe your wife's blood off your knuckles long enough? To help me sew up this gaping bullet wound in my thigh. Oh, man. So, you know, speaking of uh, popular ideas that should have remained in the 20th century, um, we're going <laughs> to go ahead yeah? and move forward with the episode. Love how is, that, we had a, is that what we we're had doing? A clean segue, and we, we just we rambled long enough to get away from any relevant material. Yeah. yeah speaking no, about. <laughs> Speaking about an era where fucking Polacks and Irishmen were uh, just, just the scum of the earth. Yeah, speaking of blue. Speaking of fucking blue. Uh, I fucking hate you. Welcome back to Worst in the Industry. <laughs> where we three the, the idiots who really are really bad at segues. We're terrible at segues. My name is Justin St. Peter, and you fucking know what you're listening to. To my left. Yeah. I give up. To my left. Uh, my name's Tyler, and uh, I've given up a long time ago. Just, uh, I don't know. What are we even here for? Oh, man. Anyway. This, no, this is the fun episode. Uh, I, I, to excoriate myself on the internet for uh, something. No, I mean here in this box canyon with no entrance and exits. All right, we're not doing this shit. I'm going to petition to have this cut out of the episode. (laughs) Petition? I'm going to cut it anyway. Good, 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 good. What have you ever petitioned? You've asked and I've either said yes or no. Yeah, or you've I, said you yes, get, I'll cut it out, and then, me an and then you don't. That yeah. that typically has nothing to do with whether or not you actually will cut it out. 
so I'm also you are subject I'm, to my whims in any given moment. I, at any given, like, so it's just like I don't know why you tell me yes or no ever, because then you just end up making a decision in the moment that's often contrary to to what you even wanted originally. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> or Jesus do I'm not Christ. a cop. I, I'm, I'm a sign, not a cop. Speaking of people who aren't cops, Thomas Edison. I'm sure he wanted. He to was kind of cop hearted. He was definitely cop-hearted. He was a real big cop-heart, uh, which we will get more into next episode as we talk to, about the uh, end of his life and the, you know, the, the you know, film industry or the early film industry. It's gonna, it's gonna be all exploitation, isn't it? It's, isn't it it's mostly a lot of uh, hired goons beating people. I mean, I'm for that. Do we have that that's when fun, it's Thomas that's Edison. Fun, at least. Do we have, like, a list of people who uh, he's ripped off? We have an incomplete list of people that he's ripped off. Okay. Alright, so, um, yep, it's another episode in our Thomas Edison series. Uh, this is episode two of what is probably going to be a four-part series now. Uh, last we left off our own little Tommy Alvietti, he had just sold his first real invention... The universal stock printer, which uh, could multi uh, print multiple incoming stock tickers at the same time. The first, you know, device of its kind. Uh, he sold it for forty thousand dollars in eighteen sixty nine money. It's so a lot of money. Nearly nine hundred thousand dollars in modern money. It's a lot of fucking money. Oh, it is a lot of fucking money, especially in eighteen sixty nine. Uh, Thomas is nice. young. Still kind of dumb, dumb and absolutely it's... full of cum. Yes, yes. It's, I... Well, I is I thought Tommy Tommy Alvietti might be like a, a Joseph Kellogg situation where we're like we can't really say if he's fucked or not. No, Thomas Edison fucked. He fucked. Thomas Edison fucked. He made six kids. He was uh, Thomas Edison was if if Harvey Kellogg was a false. Oh, sorry, Harvey Kellogg. Well, Thomas... it was John. It's John Harvey. John, I, I like he and I are in pretty good terms. I like to, you know, we're we're close like that. Oh, you're you're real close to the man who invented the cornflake and peanut close butter. Enough. I would say spiritually, uh, but he's what we would call a sigma male or sigma Chad. A Thomas sigma Edison, Chad because he's he doesn't play well with others. And he's outside of the alpha-beta paradigm. I'm gonna he's hit like, you with a brick. He's like the Alex Jones of masculinity. I'm gonna hit you with two bricks. And being a genius. Man, I cannot find any definitive uh, answer on whether Thomas Edison had a big dick or not. Yeah, that I, I personally cannot attest to, but I, I do know my, that he did indeed absolutely fuck. My my standard uh, opinion, because I you know this comes up a lot, right? My standard my standard viewpoint in uh, when it comes to history, if uh, if we don't if we don't know for certain that somebody had a big dick, um, and also they don't have a lot of kids outside of one relationship we can assume yeah well the, the thing is the thing is is if if he had a big dick 
we would have all known that. It would be a Lyndon Ex- B. Johnson situation. Saying. If he had a yeah. big dick, light bulbs would be dick shaped. Yeah. Yeah. It if he be, had a, if he had a, a set of balls on every one, and it would be if he had a if he had a big dick, he would be Thomas Moose Edison. Yeah, he would be Thomas Jumbo Edison. Yeah. Would you believe that a lot Jumbo. of the early light bulbs were more phallic? Yes, I know that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, well, we'll get to what you know and what you don't know. About did they double Thomas as did, did they the double as uh, as sex toys or? I believe was this that, was, was that before the commercial yeah, vibrator. It, was if you invented. put one of those light bulbs in your pussy, that would be screaming hot. It would completely <laughs> that, would sear that bitch open. That would be like or when, closed. That would be like no, when, be you see the, uh, when you're watching Forged and Fire stoned on your PC at three in the morning. You know that very will it cut? That yeah. very relatable yeah. experience. Will it? Will it? And cut? they're back yeah, in their know. they're back in their home fucked up backyard forge. They gotta quench something. And it's like in a shitty little like they're like I got this PVC pipe it works pretty well for my quenching, and and it just like bubbles up and it's all like dirty water and shit. That's what a woman's pussy would be like if you put one of those Edison bulbs in it. It would just completely, just it would liquefy and then slough off the inner. Like you wouldn't even have to walk around with burns because you're just gonna have raw new flesh all over your fucking you immediately hmm. i mean it, it that is not inaccurate uh as far as a description of what would likely happen to you if you decided to do that well, so uh, done that don't. Hmm. So, well, tyler's talking about using these things as sex toys you need to make sure that our audience well is obviously aware. not hot it's dangerous listen man it, we're like a decade away from the invention of the commercial vibrator in this story so we'll... also if you listen gonna... we just got a picture of a man that showed a, a world war one munition up his asshole i don't want to talk so... about that picture there was too much duke on that shell I like how I like how in the picture show. they like the the doctor tried to grab it in a certain way that his hand was on the duke. Yeah. Like to try to cover it, Ugh. but it's like there's too much it's, duke on so it. There's so much shit on it, man. Dude shoved that like all the way up to his bowel. Didn't clean up. Nothing. You, you think they might have like thrown that in the sink you real gotta, quick? Oh, here's the thing, buddy. Here's the thing, Justin. Didn't clean up. That's so funny. You're so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the guy who shoves a fucking <laughs> an artillery shell from World War fucking 2 is really World big War on One. forethought. Oh, I'm sorry, the Great War, the last mm. war. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah a guy a the guy, last war the, ever. The, the guy the guy takes a fucking shell from the last war ever, jams it up his fucking keister. Yeah, he's not thinking ahead, Justin. He's not he's not early that morning being like I have to remember to go to the pharmacy to get my enemas. I got to shove that fucking artillery shell up my asshole this afternoon. He's not he's not checking things off a list. This guy is acting out of pure animal impulse, okay? Yep. Listeners, he's like me in the checkers we... drive-through, okay? <laughs> listeners, pure if instinct. We, if we teach you, you one thing, full of corned beef egg rolls. If we teach I, you one thing, dear things, listeners, your sex toys all need to have flared bottoms. Flared bottoms. Solid material, please. Do not use anything that can collapse and or shatter in a way... Like, you yep. want... You want... You want a semi, semi-rigidity. Semi Some rigidity is, should be involved. Yep. But not too much. 
And if you're going to sound with an iPhone cord, make sure to no. keep the other end on. Don't no. cut both ends also, off. Also, cap the wires, please, God. Yes. Please, please, God. So this has been, anyway. uh, you know, the autoerotic asphyxiation PSA from your uncles. Uh, moving the fuck on. Uh, in 1876, Thomas Edison sets up his first laboratory and manufacturing center. I'm making dildos in here. Not quite. Again, we are not at the invention of the commercial vibrator. Dildos have existed for thousands of years. Um, now, Thomas Edison hired several competent machinists to execute his work. Uh, again, this was a manufacturing center, first and foremost. They largely produced telegra- uh, telegraphy cr- uh, equipment, as well as um, uh, improvements to the stock ticker that he had invented. Telegraphy. I guess I guess I never really thought of how you would say that word out loud. Huh. It, it feels uncomfortable in my mouth, and I don't like it, but telegraphy feels worse. Yeah. Well, I'm just kind of, what kind of what kind of machines do we got in there? We got some do we got some uh, some manual bridge ports? Maybe some uh, some boring mills. I'm just glad that Thomas Edison. Agrees. Maybe a, maybe a Blanchard grinder or two. Those are fun, real fun. There was probably a drill press that was powered by a water wheel. Uh, I'm mm. glad that Edison agrees uh, with the the maxim that I know Justin's a big fan of. Country girls make do. Country girls uh, do make do. Because clearly he's not helping towards uh, that cause. No. If we're still waiting on, you know. Still waiting. Still waiting. Uh, He he wasn't in the field of medical equipment. Oh, he wasn't helping hysterics? Medical equipment. You know what, we should probably do an episode on the early commercial vibe. We'll talk about it off air. Um, Moving on. (laughs) Now, Thomas Edison at the time lived in New York City, uh, however, took advantage of the much cheaper real estate in New Jersey. Oh, Uh, what a fucking dump. He set up this small first personal laboratory uh, in Newark. They do it all fucked up in New Jersey. There's no sword, no, no, no god. They're making, they're making everybody out there. God, the only thing to come out, the only good thing to come out of New Jersey is the Jersey Devil, and that's about it. That, you know what, yeah. That is a, it's a love the Jersey Devil. The meatball sandwich is a pretty great thing. Close second to the Jersey Devil. Now, speaking of another Jersey Devil, uh, Edison... Was on the prowl. Ew. Oh yeah, gross. no, it's it, that's as gross as it sounds. Uh, in this particular place of business, uh, there was a teenage girl by the name of Mary Stillwell. Oh no, how teenage? Sixteen years old. Just pulling up, pulling, uh. just tugging at the collar of his shirt to let his little curly gray chest hairs poke through, and just Duran Duran, hungry like the wolf playing. I smell right, like well, a sound. Lost and found. It wasn't quite that gross. He was only 24, but he was still eight years her senior. Oh, no. He, he, his hair turned gray when he turned 18. Uh, now, Thomas grew quite smitten with Mary, although I imagine Mary faced this relationship with a sense of resigned duty, as many women of the time did. Or she was happy to finally have sex. Well, I mean, this guy well, see, did they just... they had three kids. Some... This dude... I thought you said that he had dude... six. Listen, he was married listen. twice. Oh. 
Double up. This this oh, dude did oh. just make what the equivalent of nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he's, for his first invention, there was a couple of um, improvements to the stock ticker that he made more money off of, as well as you know uh, stuff that he made for telegraphy equipment. Is he is he hitting her? Not that I can prove. It could be like, worse I, for her. I kind of assume. You think because some light, some light. Well, I mean, it is the fucking late nineteenth century. So you think you yeah. think there's a little bit of gentle correction? I understand. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was as as much as as I abhor this statement. I think there was this standard amount of physical abuse. The stand, stand, the the the, the proper amount. Yeah, the, the, there's the contemporaneous amount of yeah. physical abuse. And listeners, we're not saying that that is acceptable now by any standards, but we are saying that it did happen a lot back then. Just curious. It happened a lot, and people didn't really give a shit. Yeah, people didn't people, really. It was just normal. People would be like, "Hey, buddy, if you're gonna take that phone call, and by that I mean beat the shit out of your wife in this the supper club, could you do it in the phone booth like everybody else?" Yeah. Uh, now they. Uh, At least had... don't do it in front of company. Three children. Um, Do other first... people have supper clubs, or is it just us? Other people have supper clubs. Okay, they're a thing. Um, now they had three children: Miss um, Stillwell and Mister Edison. Um, the first two I will mention because they had dumbass fucking nicknames. Oh God! Of course I did. Was it A E X twelve B? Well, not quite Kyle. so, because that information wasn't as available. But you want to know what Tommy Eddy <clears throat> loved? Telegraphy. God. You want to know what was involved in telegraphy? Did you name one of his kids Morse? Nope. His <sighs> eldest child, Is it worse? Uh, her nickname was Dot. Was the other... Child, oh, just, please Dash. don't tell me the other one's Dash. Dash. Thomas Dash... Alva Edison Jr. <sighs> oh, the real one Musk of his day, this man. Their third child did not get a nickname. Also, the Elon Musk of this day. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Here we are. Anyway. Here we are now. Now, um, I, I believe I misspoke earlier by saying that Thomas Edison set up his first laboratory in 1876. That was not uh, correct. He set that up in 1870. Uh, in 1876 was when he set up the first manufacturing complex of its kind, the Research and Development Laboratory at Menlo Park frequently referred to as the Idea Factory. Now, uh, I say particularly that Menlo Park was the first of its kind because Menlo Park was the first truly industrial laboratory for the sole purpose of producing knowledge and then controlling that knowledge in its entirety afterwards. You see, the mere concept of copyright was not quite a hundred years old in the United States, and this was the next step of the massive technological leap forward that we refer to popularly as the Industrial Revolution. Thomas Edison recognized that if he could take his mechanical and chemical mind and get the sole ownership of whatever he could come up with, buy or steal, he could make an absolute boatload of money, and he was not wrong. 
He's uh he is really the spiritual ancestor of Silicon Valley because his whole thing is not about technological advancement per se, mm -hmm. but more about um industrializing the financialization of technology. Exactly. And we'll we'll get into a little bit of that more in a little bit when we start to talk about the differences between him and Tesla. Um but that'll be in a few moments. Uh, now, this was, at the time, um, you know, scientific research at this point in history was, like, half a step removed from banging two rocks together and finding out what happened. Well, like, we we're... had just figured out to write shit down. We're at, we're at germ theory. We're, that's not true. That's not true at all. That's, you're such you're you're really okay. I, I, yes, it. it is it is a reductionist view. However, when looking at the things that they were working on in Menlo Park, in the capacity that they were working on as far as like commercial production, yeah, it was. Thomas Edison bragged about Menlo Park having every type of screw available in the world and any type of hair that you could want. From human to camel to every type of screw, every type of every type of screw, every type. I'll of be hair. the I'll be the judge of that. Silk, you know, yeah, any type that's... of material that you want, and he would just yeah, because that's the kind of dumb shit thing that a businessman who doesn't fully understand what's going on would would sell as the interesting thing. He's like, look at all the screws we got, and, and not like, no, like we're doing these. We have these really interesting advancements in galvanism. And we're doing that, like, we're actually, we've increased this, and we, this is more efficient. He's like, we got all the, I got monkey hair coming out of my ears! It wasn't a selling point at the time. This is something that people made mention of afterwards, particularly people who had worked in Menlo Park, was the sheer breadth of material available for the various experiments. I mean, not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, I'm more, I'm more interested in the amount of screws they have there, too. I'm a big fan of screws. Yeah, and in, in any case, it's a lot was, of drawers. It's I'm a big yeah, I'm a big I mean, was, I'm a big a highly, fan of fasteners. A highly organized laboratory space. Again, like I cannot emphasize that this was the first and most in depth of its kind. Have you have you been inside the Menlo Park uh, lab at Greenfield Village? Yes, yes I have. What a dumb it's fucking wild! That that it's, was at one point like basically a clean room hey man my one thought a lot of drawers it is a lot of drawers a lot of drawers in here also low ceilings a lot of fucking betas back then it seems yeah there You're wasn't just saying any... that because you were fucking six foot two in the fifth grade well yeah i had my like i i get it because there was growth spurt <laughs> there was not a lot of sigma male grind set dudes yet Besides Tommy Alvietti. Napoleon, but he'd been dead for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, a contemporaneous uh, Sigma male uh, to old Tommy Eddie there was uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Ulysses um, S. Grant. John Brown. John Brown had been dead for like fucking 60 years. His body has been a moldering in the grave. Is that what you're trying yeah. to tell me? Yes, it has been a moldering in the grave. We're moving on. <coughs> I love John Brown as much as the next guy. 
Now, uh, another thing that made Thomas Edison uh, an absolute fucking boatload of money and an invention who we regrettably owe the existence of this show to in a complicated way was the phonograph. Whilst working in 1877 on improving the early telephone developed by Alexander Graham Bell, Edison and his team at Menlo patented the phonograph, the earliest commercially available method of recording and replaying audio repeatedly. The implications of this technology and its inventor being criticized vocally on a podcast are both obvious and kind of fun. Fuck you, bitch. I think, I like the idea that Thomas Edison's ghost is in every recording device. I hope so. I hope he hears this and I hope he uh, spins fast enough in his grave that we can tie magnets to him and generate free power. It would be fun. It would be fun. That would be a good time. Now, through the hiring processes at Menlo Park, Edison was also able to hire a large series of brilliant minds working under him, many of whom regrettably remain lost to history. So was this a, 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 a triangle, triangular prism-shaped business structure? No, it was much, much more like a like the startup structure that we know today. Yeah. Like this was okay. one charismatic executive pushing a um, highly intelligent and you know highly skilled group of people working underneath him to produce, 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 produce. Huh. Um, it sounds like a company that I've heard of. Maybe named after someone you you mentioned uh, a little earlier. And we will mention him again. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure I'm sure he'll come up. Now there were still plenty of significant names who worked at the grueling conditions at Menlo Park. Francis Upton, a physicist and engineer. John Ott, a machinist who stayed with Edison through his whole working life. Jonas Aylesworth, a chemist who pioneered the use of plastics. Lewis Howard Latimer, a significant contributor to the light bulb, the telephone, and many other inventions of the late 19th century. Now, through hiring these most brilliant minds that he could find, challenging them to change, alter, or uh, totally innovate their own specialties, and subjecting them to absolutely monstrous 80-hour work weeks, 20 hours more than even the expected work week was, in the late 19th century. Average work week was 60 hours. He pushed them even harder. Thomas Edison managed to secure, through these many people working underneath him, 1,093 individual patents under his name via his Menlo Park Laboratory. It is difficult to say at this point exactly how many of those were stolen directly from his employees. All of them. All of them. Not all of them. Most, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say until somebody shows me hard proof otherwise, all of them. There's about, a, there's, uh, I think like a, a dozen and a half that uh, he had before Menlo Park opened. So... Okay, who did he steal those from? <laughs> that's that's my thought. That's my thought. Is like this guy, you know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe he'd never invent. Maybe he was. Maybe he was never that great at inventing anything ever. 
and maybe he just found a guy and and was like buying invention patents off of him and then was like oh i should just set up a business where i do this there is enough evidence that uh, Thomas Edison did contribute to the early research in Menlo Park that we can say that he was, in fact, a brilliant chemist and mechanic. Okay. All right. Well, I am always trying to block their shine, so I am Understandable. A, I'm a player hater at the end of the day. Hey, yeah, Justin, no, I, 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 have a, I have a question, uh, and you can cut this out if you, uh, if you want to. Are you going to talk about John Crusey at all? John Crusey? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, because he was the actual machinist that invented the light bulb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So fuck Thomas Edison. Yeah, I didn't I didn't write him in because there's... John Crusey is incredible. He was a Swiss clockmaker um, who was one of the most brilliant machinists ever made, and he also helped build the phonographs as well as also designing the uh, underground uh, wiring systems. Spell his last name? K-R-E-U-S-I. John Crusey? Yeah. Okay, different Swiss born. K R U E S I, sorry. So, uh, okay. The sources that I was reading, that's interesting. The yeah. sources that I was reading uh, kept referring to Swiss born machinists and close associates yeah. of Thomas Edison. That is both John Crusey and John Ott. John Crusey is, like, one of the most legendary machinists ever. Like, his, like, calculations for stuff and, like, his... The way he machined things is still, like, used in machining today. Nice. Yeah, he's incredible. All right, well, I'm, that's staying in. <clears throat> now, uh... Sorry, I'm a machining nerd, everybody. Deal with it. Now... It is 1884, and into the new Manhattan headquarters of Edison walks a Serbian immigrant whose brilliance in math... Let me try that again. Please set the seat. I imagine he's walking in like Dirk Diggler at the beginning of Boogie Nights. Just all shy, head down. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's got nothing right now. You know, he, he had spent a, a fairly early career in Eastern Europe, bouncing from place to place, working for a, a few different companies here and there. He gotten his education kind of piecemeal all over uh, very similar to thomas edison he's like I, I just hope that he do not think i am some kind of polish no but it's 1884 and you're all some kind of polish um and into the new manhattan headquarters of thomas edison walks a serbian immigrant whose brilliance in mathematics and physics will propel him to heights of fame that will nearly rival those of thomas edison at the time before being crushed into poverty and dying nearly penniless, eventually to be redeemed in the public eye for the most part, this man's name is Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Now, the differences between Tesla and Edison are numerous and immediately apparent to the rest of the Edison staff. Although both men are undeniably brilliant, each approaches problems in a radically different way and with, with radically different intent. Tesla was more about the solving of the problem. This is that much more mathematic mind. I, uh, oh, man. 
Whereas Edison was focused on capitalizing on the solution, exactly like Colin mentioned earlier. I think that was a talking point that I had in that confrontation. Oh, we'll get to that just briefly. Uh, Now, this was not the only difference the two had in belief in method, as Edison was a strict adherent to his patented direct current, and Nikola Tesla was interested in developing the up-and-coming alternating current. Now, I am neither a physicist nor an electrician, so my explanation of the difference will be rough. Basically, direct current is a direct flow of negative electrons along a conductive wire. It travels for shorter distances and is difficult to change voltage once a charge is expelled from a power source, like a battery or a generator. Uh, Alternating current periodically switches between positive and negative charges, is able to travel much farther, and it can easily have its voltage changed via a transformer. However, it was, at the time, uh, unstable and unable to be generated consistently. Yeah. Y- you pretty much hit the nail on the head there, bud. Okay, cool. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler's, you know, more or less an electrician. So. But um, the, the way I like to describe it is direct current is a car battery. Mm-hmm. That is 12 volts of direct current. Yep. Um, there's not a lot of amperage there. But there, well, actually, there is a lot of amperage there. Sorry, my fault. There's a lot of amperage, which there's there's volts, amps, and resistance, and it's a whole thing. I was going to say, you have already lost me. Amps, amps are what kill you. Volts are what hurts. That's why tasers hypothetically won't kill you. They'll just kind of hurt you. Um, I mean, they more than kind of hurt you. Yeah, they more than kind of hurt you, but they won't kill you is because there's not a lot of amperage there amperage is what amperage is what will stop your heart high amps are like a defibrillator is it that's what will is it is, shock is you it back. dumb is it dumb and smooth brain to say that the difference between voltage and amperage is kind of like the difference between height and width so um elect okay so electricity is like a hose right <laughs> i bet it is baby it's it's like a it's like a garden hose, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a garden hose. Oh yeah, yeah. it is. V- voltage is the diameter of the hose, the amount of okay, hypothetical amount. Amperage is the speed that the water is coming out of there. Yeah. And then resistance is you putting your thumb on the end of it. I, Tyler, you've explained this to me in this exact same way. I would say maybe dozens of times, and it never sticks. <laughs> it's a great. It is a great teaching metaphor. It's a great. It's a great way to explain it. It's never gonna stick with me. It just. It, they couldn't do it in school. They're. You're not gonna do it now. It's. I'm. But electricity is like with with DC. It's just a flat amount of voltage that's coming out of there. It's just nope. You are getting twelve volts, and that's it. Alternating current is you're getting like 120 volts, but you're getting your, um, there's the alternating current, you're getting an on and off, constantly on and off, and then you get your hertz, which is the amount of on and off, you know, 60 hertz is the 60 frequency. times per second, it's go- the frequency, exactly, it's going on and off 60 times a second, and then it, it, electricity is hard. 
Electricity is a pain in the ass. I would not suggest working. I just with watched Doctor Electro Boom on YouTube, and all the information, <laughs> all the information, just glosses right over my brain. But he's a very uh, evocative man. Is yeah, it because of all the sparks and the swearing. The swearing the the fires uh, when he just takes his trans the transformer out of his microwave. And starts, <laughs> that those are always fun episodes. When, when, when he's like, see, I pulled the capacitor. transformer out of my microwave, and you're like, Yes, I did. Yes, I'm glad you did. A, ca- a capacitor is really cool because it can store energy while you're while. But when a load comes on, oh fuck! Yeah, he's explaining fuck. how a minute just explodes. I love, yeah, he explained. He's explaining also how a bomb works at the end, and then <laughs> basically is is uh, shown uh, exactly how he is doing that uh, in the moment. It's great. I love him. It's it's fucking incredible. Um, that's the uh, the real type of electrician that we can. He like you know, fu- really should, admire in the twenty first century. Like fuck even Tesla, like that pigeon loving weirdo. Like let's let's teach about Doctor Electroboom in classes nowadays. Well, now hold on, Colin, because it's time. We've we've had uh, a couple of different listeners actually approach me uh, about wanting to hear uh, this story that we've been teasing for. I think, <laughs> two episodes um, so uh, we, um, no, we're we're it's you know you're you're gonna say he's a pigeon loving weirdo, but I'm I need to hear this impassioned. But he really hates Nikola Tesla. That you as a small child, well, you as a child, I don't think you were ever a small child. Well, okay, uh, asshole, you don't need to really <laughs> lay it on. Yeah, it was sixth grade. I was I was chunky. I think I cleared. I think I was I think I was clearing two bills in sixth grade. I think I was. About, That's not what I meant, and you know it. I was about five five ten five eleven. I was gonna say pushing you, two, yeah clearing two bills. I, I was I was definitely out of the husky <laughs> section. I was shopping in the men's section at Old Navy at this point. Shopping in the fucking big and tall section. Uh, no, I'm not that. I wasn't that big. That was I was uh, I was the I was the size. You're seriously average. I was, I was the height of the average adult man. Uh, as a yeah, that's grade. right. That's right. Colin was as tall as I am now in the fifth grade. Sixth grade, I believe. Um, I can't remember. The, all the years kind of jumbled together. Uh, but we were, uh, I'd learned about Nikola Tesla, where we, we kind of learned about him, uh, a little bit in class, and I think I'd, like, read an article or, like, a, like, a short little, uh, essay on Tesla and how he'd been stolen from, and I got obsessed with the idea, uh, this was, like, before I was, like, aware of or cognizant of politics, but this was just, like, this was, like, my first entry into that kind of, uh, poisoned mentally ill mindset uh where i go like ah, oh that's, uh, you can't do that that's not right ah! uh, so so colin it's just like uh knowing about four things that the fbi have done and admitted to oh yes and you looking crazy to everybody else in your no, life they killed martin luther king no they admitted to it too no we have the evidence yeah uh, uh, anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> But yeah, exactly. So it was it was like that, and I felt like I was going nuts. And then we're like, we're going to Greenfield Village. And the second I learned that we were going to Greenfield Village, I was like, this is my shot. I can't, you can't, you know, I don't believe in ghosts. Cause Colin, Colin heard the intro to Lose Yourself 
as he heard they were going to Greed for oh, the Village. Oh, for, just, for a little bit. Because uh, I was like, oh, I'll get a chance to... They have impersonators. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight for the honor of my beloved. Exactly. I'm gonna fight for the, I'm gonna fight for the favor of my beloved Nikola Tesla, and I am going to confront the Thomas Edison. I'm gonna confront the underpaid actor who is busting their ass at this shitty, shitty reenactment gig. Uh fucking dusting his hair with fucking cornstarch and hairspray at 6 30 in the morning so a bunch of fucking chubby autistic sixth graders can scream in his face while clutching their civil war cap to their chest about how something or such and such thing he said was inaccurate and also what about nikola tesla and also how, how could you steal from that italian inventor and also how can you live with yourself doing this, telling these people these lies about such an evil man? Something, it was something to that effect. <laughs> and again, it's for those, for those of you who are uh, outside of the state of Michigan or outside of Southeast Michigan, this is at Greenfield Village, uh, which is... It's, uh, it's our, it's our, uh, <coughs> it is our gloss over slavery white guilt village. Yeah, yeah, you remember it's, that? It's our remember that fella? Jamestown, but with a lot more model T's. Yeah, or, remember that fella? Uh, remember that fella Henry Ford <laughs> we talked about? Yeah, they built a bitch. It's his Disney World. There's a, yeah, yeah, it's literally yeah. The, it's like a. It's a little. I mean, he funded the fucking thing. It so. is. It is a Nazi's view of colonial America, uh, frozen in time. And they, like, they talk about the slavery, but then they just make it fun. They're like, and the slaves would go, they'd get up and they dance. And then, <laughs> well, it's also like they, they absolutely did the, the northerner thing where it was like, but that was something that happened in the south. Yeah, not a lot of, there weren't that many plantations in Michigan, but there were some. And maybe yeah, just a few dozen, just hundred. A, just a few dozen, hundred. Stop asking questions, children. <laughs> uh, ah. oh man it's like my life but yeah that so i i just yell this guy and he uh he kind of i think this was also the first time when i realized that like um my perception of the world and the reality of the world are can be two very different things because i was expecting the guy to like weep or to like, oh, admit defeat to, to like you. fall to his knees in the rain and apologize and like tear off the smock and the the shitty collared shirt that he was wearing and the when in reality he just kind of grimaced set his eyes looked past me and he kept talking to somebody else so <laughs> basically he did exactly what i do to everybody at work who comes in <laughs> like yeah, I just don't have enough incel energy built up to do that kind of gay shit. Sorry. Not anymore. Not anymore. I have a girlfriend. Sorry. So, sorry. I, I don't have enough time to scream at Thomas Edison. I'm getting pussy. Hey, you want to know who never got pussy? Thomas Edison. Nikola Tesla. Well, he didn't... He <clears throat> Nikola Tesla was getting bird pussy. That's not the same, and it's also not right. That's what that's what they mean when they say bussy nowadays. They mean bird pussy. 
Haven't you ever heard the term canary in the coal mine? What did you think that meant, you fucking loser? Come on. I don't like that. No, that's that's when you grease up a twink so much that his skin turns yellow, and then you send him down the chute. Jesus Christ. Greasing up a twink and then putting him inside somebody's entire body through their ass. Canary in the coal mine. In, All right. in like a canary, out like a rock. No. So, uh, Nikola Tesla spent a couple of years working underneath Thomas Edison uh, at his Manhattan facility before reportedly, and this may be apocryphal, Thomas Edison bet Nikola Tesla $50,000 that he could not improve on his DC current. It's about a million dollars. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then Nikola Tesla went through and he did improve it. He did, he did, he did, he did, he did exactly, exactly what, what, what Thomas Edison had bet him that he, 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 he couldn't do. And then he didn't even, he didn't even pay up. So, so how can you stand there and tell these people that he was a good man when he's swindling an actual genius, an actual national treasure? Um, when Nikola Tesla presented this evidence to Thomas Edison, he was told, and I quote, you don't understand our American humor. How could he say that? It's so cruel. Now, you bet your ass that Thomas Edison took those improvements and ran with them. Shortly afterwards, Nikola Tesla quit the Edison company uh, and spent a short time working odd jobs, inventing on the side, uh, even spending a little while digging ditches before he caught the attention of George Westinghouse. Terrible TVs, real trash. Yeah, awful TVs. Don't you still have one of the Westinghouses that I bought, Justin? Yeah, somewhere. It's... Actually, no, I do. It's in the garage. That TV has lasted forever. They, they do keep chugging. They, if, they, if they work, they'll stay working. <clears throat> yeah, but they but gotta if, work. But they gotta, that's the hard part, is getting one that actually works and doesn't have some sort of weird picadillo where you're like, no, if I screw the bass in, I can't get the volume up past sixty. If I gotta, yeah. I gotta keep it loose in the bass, so you can't, you can't set down your drink too hard. You might knock over the TV. Now this is where we will pick it back up next week for our third episode of Thomas Edison, and we talk properly about the current wars. Next episode is when we will be discussing the death of Topsy. Next episode is when we will be discussing the massive slander campaign put in place by thomas edison tyler you have thoughts on topsy tyler's a big yeah, bob's burgers fan apparently listen elephants have memories and personalities they have feelings me uh, elephants i would say i would say elephants are a more valuable form of life than most human toddlers 
I mean, I absolutely would agree. I think that killing Topsy was the wrong idea. They should have sent her to Thailand and made action movies around her. Oh my god, we should do that. We Can we write a couple of Topsy of, like, some, some Ong Bak style uh, I was, Topsy? Dude, I was just about to say, there's no way we can upstage the ultimate elephant movies, which are fucking The Protector, a.k.a. Where's My Fucking Elephant, and Umbach, a.k.a. Maybe the real elephants were the friends we made along the way. Dude, where's my elephant? Dude, where's my elephant? Five-minute fight scene. Ashton Kutcher just being beaten to death by Tony Jaa. I would, I would pay a million dollars to watch that. I would pay probably, like, a full $20. I really do love watching Tony Jaa break people's arms with his legs. Like, Dude, I watch that end scene from The Protector at least once a week when I'm feeling sad. It's it's so good. Just He's such a good man, and I just want him to succeed in life. I mean, he has. He's done a good job. He's done well for himself. Yeah. <sighs> All right, folks Un- at home. Unlike Thomas Edison, the thieving prick. Well, he unfortunately did very well for himself. Yeah, that was kind of like my January 6th, I guess. I get it. I really do. No, no, no. We're not any who's using that. We're, no, we're staying in on this. That was your January 6th? It was. It was like my, it was like my, you know, like, uh, you know, people sometimes have like, there is something that happens in society, right? Where sometimes the knowledge of being in public plus like all your fucking personal mental problems combine in like just the right like ratio that you just have, like, a very discreet, encapsulated kind of, like, mental breakdown that has, like, you know, pretty, like, similar characteristics person to person. And it's generally, like, you have, you'll have, like, very unique beefs. Like, the things that you're screaming will all be disparate, right? But (laughs) the actual behavior, in effect, is always the same. And it's show up, scream at whoever you think's to blame, and then kind of just, like, mill around aimlessly and ineffectually as you realize that you don't feel any better. And then you go to the gift shop. And then I bought a hat for a Confederate soldier because I, I was interested in the Confederacy. And the look that my dad gave me was, like... He looked at me, he, he looked at me like, for a second in his mind, he was like, Am I raising Hitler? <laughs> It's, you know what, good for him for at least asking. (coughs) Yet to be seen. I'm not the Iron Colonel yet. We haven't tested that. Um, You know, someday you will be the Ironclad pierogi, but not today. I'm just saying we can't can't judge Mao because we've never been in his position before. I'm going to go ahead and judge him. We've never Um, been... You know what, like I said, sometimes you you check out a little bit. Sometimes... It's... I, hey, we've all we've listen, all. Listen, that's not the problem. We've all I had a job. We've all been working a job for too long, and at a certain point, you're just kind of phoning it in. You're coming in. You're playing Snake on your phone. You're you're playing Tetris in the bathroom. You're taking sixteen bathroom breaks. You're smoking cigarettes in the print printing supplies room. Like I get it. You know, you're letting a cultural revolution happen. You're you know smoking weed in your car in the parking lot. You're, you know, you're, you're stealing utensils from the, the break room because you can. You know, I get it. It happens. Shit happens. You know, 
Big big lesson today, you know, end cap of the episode, call to action here. Poe Buddy's nerfect, okay? You know what? I'm gonna leave that there before I let my blood pressure get me higher. <laughs> Poe um, Buddy's nerfect. Yeah, um You sound a lot like Chiang Kai Shek right now, you piece of shit. Oh 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 I'm sure I do. Okay, thanks for listening, folks at home. We'll be back again next week with our third of four episodes about Thomas Edison and wrap it up the next week after that with our last episode. Thanks for listening to Worst in the Industry. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Justin's the Taiwan of the podcast. I'll fucking kill you. I wasn't rapping about the past back, dealing dope. Got the offer and it's real low. Over one mil and it's still low. They all corporate, they all cute in suits. Yeah, on bullshit with all that poop to scoop. My shit going up, I go root to roof. They don't like that, they want mute the truth. They gon' switch sides, they go group to group. They want shoot the shit, ain't got shit to shoot till I go crazy. Go and get the baby short.